Instead of reading from the book of Luke today, our scripture reading is from the Beatitudes, and it comes from the fifth chapter of the book of Matthew, verses 1 through 12. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak, and he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, Excuse me, um, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The word of God for the people of God. There are angels hovering round. There are angels hovering round. There are angels. Let us be in the spirit of prayer. Oh, holy God, we love you so much. We want to know you better. In the still spaces of our lives, we inch forward eagerly to hear a word for you, for our lives from you. And so be in the words of my mouth this morning and in the meditations of all of our hearts that those present here may be touched with your undying love. Amen. This week I decided to preach the text that is traditionally held on the day of All Saints Day, November 1st. Many of us are familiar with this text. It's called the Beatitudes or the Blessed R's. And they start off Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Just like Moses, the prophet, Jesus climbed up on this hillside to address a crowd of eager listeners. And just like Moses, Jesus had a list. One of the common traps that we have in the Beatitudes, and I've fallen into this trap myself, is to believe that Jesus was setting up conditions for a blessing. It's pretty tempting to make the Beatitudes into law. Be merciful and you shall receive mercy, is what we want to believe. And while that might be true some of the time, I'm not sure that's what Jesus was doing here. Jesus' list is not like Moses' list of thou shalts and thou shalt nots. 
It's a list of people, people who are blessed by God. Because really, how do you earn a blessing? Many years ago, when I was a youth pastor in Boulder, I had an intern who was a Buddhist since her childhood. Her name was Lisette. And she was my intern, and so she was listening to all this Christian language. And we were in the middle of this sermon series around the Beatitudes. And she asked me a a question. She asked, what does it mean to bless, bless someone? Blessing is not part of the Buddhist tradition. Now, I don't know if you've ever had this experience where someone asks you to define a word that you have just used all your life. With children, this happens a lot, and you kind of get stumped a little bit. Blessing is a word that is uniquely a Judeo-Christian term that I just take for granted. And so I stammered a little bit and came up with a definition in the moment. Well, I said, a blessing is a type of prayer asking God to make something or someone holy. I felt pretty good about my answer. But Lisette the Buddhist responded with this. Hmm, that's weird. Because I've heard you say that God created everything in the natural world and that humans are all made in the image of God. Doesn't that make everyone holy already? Yes, I said, but Christians need a lot of reminding. Reading the Beatitudes on All Saints Day can make the people who we call saints seem so perfect, and the rest of us feel so unworthy. I'm sure if I ask you to call up in your mind someone who you revere as a saint, you would list all of the amazing characteristics that make them so. But if I ask you to come up with a similar list for yourself, you might struggle and say that by comparison, oh, I am no saint. It's so curious to me how easy it is to recognize how messed up we are rather uh, than to affirm how important we are. The Protestant reformer Martin Luther held that all Christians are sinner and saint at the same time. A sinner because of our rebellious nature, but a saint because of the salvation in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, saints are not perfect, as you heard Jackie say. Saints can mess up. I'm sure even Mother Teresa, actually I know that Mother Teresa lost her temper from now now and again, from time to time. Saints are are human beings. Human beings that are 100% sinner, 100% saint, 100% of the time. So if perfection doesn't make us a saint, then, well, that's pretty good news for all of us, right? I'm thinking that instead of perfection, it is also, like I heard Pastor Jackie say, it is faith that makes a saint. And I don't mean faith as something to achieve on our own, but faith as a gift from God. Not faith as another work to be measured, but faith as trust. It is this kind of trust in the mystery of God that takes regular people like you and me and transforms us into something great, something important. That's what faith does. I'm thinking that, yeah, that list of Beatitudes is not a standardized list for saintly boot camp. 
Maybe these are the blessings for the rest of us. Jesus looked around him on that day and he saw real people. He saw this is the crowd. This is the crowd that needs to hear a word of good news. And due to life circumstances, those people who came there had never actually received a blessing. We all know that this callous world does not value people who are in grief, people who work for peace or extend mercy. No, our world lives by a different set of beatitudes. Blessed are you who are rich and powerful. Blessed are you who harden yourself against any feelings of loss. Blessed are you who hunger and thirst for higher status in the social pecking order. Blessed are you who seek revenge when people hurt you. This was how Jesus' world was too. But from on top of this craggy rock, Jesus told the world, I get it. You value power and might. But today, my friends, blessings are on the house. Doesn't that sound like something Jesus would do? This Jesus with all of God's power at his fingertips, he preferred vulnerability as his human power. This Jesus, the one that we follow, wept at the tomb of his friend and turned the other cheek and forgave those who hung him on a cross to die. And I'm even thinking that the very personhood of Jesus was God's beatitude to us, God's blessing to the weak in a world that values the strong. So let's do a little exercise. Let's imagine that Jesus is here among us, standing up here on this chancel today. And he looks around and he sees this ragtag bunch of people who came hungry for a word of hope. He read the most recent Pew Research study that came out a couple weeks ago. He knows that Christianity is plummeting at an alarming rate. He was present here in this sanctuary on June 2nd when we were angry with each other. He knows that fear plagues our world, our communities, our churches, our homes. He knows our pain from childhood, from 10 years ago, from this morning. This is who Jesus has. This is who he's got. And we are here to listen to him today. But instead of being disappointed with who has shown up today, I imagine that Jesus gives a little smile. He looks us in the eyes. And he offers us some new beatitudes. Blessed are you who have more doubt than faith today. Blessed are you who are running on empty Blessed are the children who wiggle and take over the children's moment with random comments, who stand on the pews to see over the heads of adults. Blessed are the overscheduled teenagers and their helicopter parents. Blessed are you who suffer the crushing weight of depression or anxiety. Blessed are the poor in spirit. 
Blessed are you who could fill an ocean with your tears. Blessed are the parents who have had to bury a child. Blessed are you who have more yesterdays than you have tomorrows. Blessed are you who are at the age where you have outlived most of your family and friends. Blessed are you who miss Pastor Ben and Mandy Todd and Candace Woods and you who miss the church that we used to be. Blessed are you who still aren't over it yet. Blessed are you who want to move on. And blessed are you who don't even know why you're sad anymore. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are you who live with debilitating illness or chronic pain. Blessed are our gay and transgender and lesbian and queer sons and daughters who hide their true selves in a closet full of pain. Blessed are you who serve our country in the military, who have trained to take lives and pray that you never have to. Blessed are you who struggle to make ends meet. Blessed are you who give up your own personal preferences and tastes so that the least of these can feel welcome and safe. Blessed are the parents of toddlers who try to function on all cylinders without much sleep. Blessed are the teenagers who find new ways to hide the new cuts on their bodies, the cuts that are easier to feel than the real pain. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are you who live in your car or couch surf because you do not have a place to call home. Blessed are you who are racially profiled. Blessed are you who recently got out of jail, ready to live a changed life, but who no one will hire. Blessed are the Democrats and the Republicans and the Independents. Blessed are you who feels overwhelmed and paralyzed by all the injustices in this world. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are you who make terrible decisions in business for the sake of people. Blessed are the underpaid teachers. Blessed are the kind-hearted NFL players and their fundraising trophy wives. Blessed are congregations who have been disappointed by their pastors, but who never gave up on church. Blessed are those who forgive when it isn't deserved. Blessed are the merciful, because let's be honest, they totally get it. Nothing, nothing in this world will bring you to your knees quite like being blessed when someone looks you in the eye and blesses you in your weaknesses. This is true love that Jesus gives us. And on this All Saints Day, the Beatitudes say to us that it matters that Jesus sees us in those weaknesses and blesses us every part of us, the sinner part and the saint part of us. Because as the Buddhist intern reminded the Christian pastor, we are already made holy. We are already blessed. 
May we remember that today, past brunch. Amen.